You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Rewind Football Fantasy. Fantasy Football Rewind. Welcome, Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada. We are here absolutely getting it done on a late Thursday night. Of course, you can hear us every Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network as we're fired up. Yeah, baby. I got some news, we got some action, we've got some great stuff from the day on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Darren McFadden says he feels fresh and like the same guy. I've been taking care of my body, doing everything I do as if I was playing. I definitely still have speed to break away. So if you see me in the open field, don't look for me to get caught. McFadden has yet to be active this season. But he's expected to form a committee with Alfred Morris while Ezekiel Elliott is suspended. McFadden will be on the wrong side of the timeshare to start, but will likely be a fluid situation. He should be rostered in all leagues and take a shot there. I got myself some a little Alfred Morris. And instead of trading him to the Ezekiel Elliott owner, I'm going to use him and try to improve my roster. Get on a little run with the Alf. That's a weird situation, right? When you got the Alf. Alf is a weird name. It's a weird situation, but I like it. I like Alf. He was a cute little animal back in the day. Cartoon. David Johnson says he is staying optimistic about returning this season. Both coach Bruce Arians and GM Steve Klein threw cold water on Johnson's return Tuesday, but the back is still holding out hope. I'm still trying to get on the field as soon as I can, but i got to be 100%. i got to make sure the wrist is 100%. Even if Johnson returns this season, it does not appear if he has any shot of getting back before the field in the playoffs. In response to the Eagles trading for Jay Guy, LeGarrette Blount says, I can only control what I control. As far as I go. I'm just worried about me. How can I control and grind every day like I've been doing? Falling a trade, EVP Howie Roseman said Blunt was still the starting running back, but the Eagles did not give up a fourth-round pick for Ajayi to ride the bench. Blunt should lead the backfield while Ajayi settles in. However, he will likely remain involved the rest of the season as a committee in Philadelphia. Ronald Darby. Ronald Darby was limited in Wednesday's practice. Coach Doug Peterson has said the last hurdle Darby needs to clear is getting back into game shape. The Eagles are taking it slow to make sure that is the case. If Darby does not get a full practice this week, he is unlikely to play. 
Good news, fellow cornerback Patrick Robinson is expected to play. Pro Football Talk, Browns co-owner D. Haslam went nuclear on the team's front office after it nixed Tuesday's failed A.J. McCarron trade. Based on the collection of national and local reports, it appears as if the Browns' ownership has taken a side of Hugh Jackson over the front office. Jackson spent time with McCarron in Cincinnati and was driving the force behind Tuesday's trade talks. Multiple reports indicate the front office, known to be at odds with Jackson, was the driving force behind the trade not going through. Ownership will ultimately decide the front office's fate. At present, it's not looking good for Sashi Brown, Paul DePosta, and company. Jackson appears to have won the power struggle. For better or worse, that's a disaster. How bad of a situation is that? How much of a laughing stock are you if you're a Haslam? Like, how do you run a business where instead of just not doing a trade, you purposely screw up and embarrass your organization? That's crazy. You're listening to Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll be back with more after this. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada. We're here absolutely getting it done. Week 9 of fantasy football season. It's crazy. I had a league where I have Tom Brady. And so I picked up, I put in small bids for uh, Jacoby Brissett, Drew Stanton, Blake Bortles, and I got them all. I got them all. Don't know what that good's going to do. I guess I can make right up to game time, right? little crazy there. little insanity there. But I'm ready and raring to go. Jimmy Graham didn't practice on Wednesday. 
Eddie Lacy confirmed will start Sunday against Washington. Seattle plans to ride with Lacy and see where it goes after splitting time with Thomas Rawls the last few weeks. And then, of course, C.J. Proceis and J.D. McKissick will probably take over at some point. Terrell Pryor has been battling a bruised foot. That's not why Pryor was outsnapped by Josh Johnson for the second week in a row. But the reduced workload on Sunday gave his foot time to heal. It feels good that I was able to arrest it. I'm dealing with that, fighting that. It continued not to put wear and tear on it. So at the end of the day, it helped me. With Jordan Reed nursing a hamstring, Pryor could be asked to take on a bigger role Sunday against the Seahawks. Pryor was listed as a full participant at practice. Titans coach Mike Malarkey says Corey Davis should start Week 9 against Baltimore. Davis is practicing fully at Week 8 by. Barring a setback, he's expected to return for the first time in six games. Davis has a shy away matchup with Baltimore secondary. There's a lot of buys this week, though. So it could make him playable in that situation. Yeah, yeah, Corey Davis. Upside, upside, upside. Sometimes we fall in love with upside, right? Every too often, every so often, we fall in love with the upside. And then, of course, yesterday, the big story was Roger Goddell reinstated Josh Gordon on a conditional basis. November 20th. Now, we this is the same team that, that screwed up the paperwork. It's a guy that's had problems there. I wouldn't say this is 100% going to happen. I mean, there's a lot of time between now and November 20th, and we don't know what the conditions for reinstatement are. So we'll have to see if it plays out. Should you pick up Josh Gordon? You can pick him up, but I don't know what your expectations would be for a guy that hasn't played football in three years and a franchise that can't do anything right. And it's just crazy. The whole thing is crazy. So you're not going to all of a sudden go to the waiver wire and end up with DeAndre Hopkins. That's not going to happen. So depending on what your expectations are, I think at best you get a wide receiver three. At best. Not Travis best, but at best. Is it crazy to start Devontae Booker this week? Are we in a situation where we're going to start Devontae Booker or C.J. Anderson? Can we start them both? The guys discussed it on the Roto Experts in the morning. C.J. Anderson, Devontae Booker, Greg Sussman, Corey Parson, and Scott Angle. We're back here. And we're live on YouTube. Corey just remembered that, so he's adjusting himself. Get myself, to get, get myself together. Yeah, now you're together. Oh. Turn your microphone on. I didn't know. That, that didn't count. Oh. <laughs> Why not? That didn't count. Oh, it counts. It, counts. <laughs> it, it certainly counts. This is the fantasy executive who's very prepared this morning, Corey Parson. That's the king, Scott Angle. Uh, we're talking about Emmanuel Sanders returning to practice in just one moment. Before we hit our, our last radio break, um, Scotty made one hell of a statement, and he said that he is considering, considering, not doing it necessarily, considering, Starting Devontae Booker this week over C.J. Anderson. Mind you, last week, Devontae Booker scored a touchdown for Denver. Had six carries for 40 yards and a touchdown against Kansas City. Uh, his counterpart, C.J. Anderson, had 15 carries for 78 yards. Scott, Devontae Booker had the third most amount of carries in this team. That is behind C.J. Anderson's 15, behind Jamal Charles's 8. 
You're willing to start a guy that had third most amount I of said carries. Con- key word here is considering. You're considering, considering starting a player that had the third I did most not, amount of I did carries. not hit, you know, bench on, on C.J. Anderson yet. You know, and I'll listen to other people who I respect, including Corey, who doesn't respect me back. But, you know, I Stop do respect his opinion. Stop with the crying. Says, says the guy, oh, but we'll leave. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, but... Yeah, you know, it's something I'm considering. I'm also in another league. I'm considering starting him over Nelson Aguilar, who, you know, faces Denver this week and very, very tough in the slot. So it's something I'm considering. I, I, I think, think you have to. The I Eagles are very I, vulnerable no, to pass receiving backs. I think it's a bad idea because I don't know how many. I start I, him over Andre Ellington for sure. I don't know how many snaps he's going to play. I don't know how many. I don't know. How many, I don't. I, let's just leave it at that. I don't know how many snaps. This is your guy, Corey. You keep talking about how he's on the come and he's eventually going to overtake the job. And maybe this he could will. be the week. If he overtakes the job this week, Scott, I'll play him in week ten. But you have to look forward. You got to project, especially with six teams on a bye. Some the listeners may need to do this. But you don't need to do it in your situation, Scott, I said because you have the starting running back. I said considering, Corey, and I'll listen to your input. You, My you, input you, you, is quite you, simple. You, He's not on the yes, field it, enough it to start right now. Yes, it usually is simple, but I need deeper than that from you. Why do you need deeper than that, Scott? He's not on the field. You can't score He wasn't fast. on the field. He scored a touchdown last week. What are you talking about? That was he random, caught him Scott. Passes. Come on, It now. was not random. Come on, Scott. It was not random. The dude is playing in like 30% of the snaps. The other guy so is playing So why are you like... backing the guy so much? Because if C.J. Anderson who gets hurt every year, if he gets hurt, you got an RB1. Come on, but Scott. He, but he's not playing well enough to keep the job. This is ridiculous. How many snaps do you... So I have a snap count from this past week in front of me. Okay, Jamal Charles played 13 offensive snaps. Between C.J. Anderson and Devontae Booker, the number is 60. Between Booker and Anderson, how do you think that broke down? 42 to 18? 39 to 21. 35 to 25. Okay, 10 more snaps. 10 more snaps. C.J. So Anderson on had Devontae Booker. Yeah. I agree. He's on the way up. Corey's liked him all year. He's had him on his team all year. I don't think anybody is disagreeing with that fact. Right. But I can't, in my opinion, right. I can't start a dude on my team that had the third most amount of carries for his team this past week. And I know he had the touchdown, but and that player had a really good game, right? CJ Anderson averaged over. He didn't think to join up for one. He once. was good. He played well. I can't see C.J. Anderson all of a sudden heading to the bench after a game he played well in. Right. Well, and again, you know what? You make good points. And Corey, although he probably frames it in a questionable sort of way, makes makes a lot of good points too. So, you know, that's what I'm doing. You know, it's, uh, you know, Corey's always throwing out to the table about his lineup and his waivers. You know, I'm kind of doing the same thing too. I'm throwing it out there and saying, I'm considering it. What do you guys think? I'm, there are reasons... I don't think you can say you can't consider it all, just bam, rule it out, because, you know, you look at the matchup and you look at the evolution of the situation to which Corey's been pointing all year. It's, I don't think it's just because of injury either. You know, Devontae Booker might just be the more talented back. He needs the opportunity, though, Scott. He right. can't do nothing on the bench. He can't do nothing for he's, your fantasy he's, team. He's, if he's not playing. completely on the bench. He can't do nothing for your fantasy team if the starter is out there getting that work. 
Right. I'm, I'm listening to that, but what I'm saying is, it's not I'm like considering a, it. Would you consider this a timeshare? What's that? Would you consider the Denver situation? No, a t- but yeah, it's not a timeshare. What time I'm saying share. is, you look at Devontae Booker, and you know he got an op- he, they, he gave started to give him an opportunity last week because Jamal Charles putting the ball on the ground. Ultimately, and he's their best receiving back. I think. I don't. He is the best. We, we don't. don't there's, there's no doubt about that. But he got to get on the field. Anderson got to get hurt. They got to put Anderson on the bench before you can start putting Son in the lineup. He put. He scored twelve PPR points in weeks in, against the Giants in week six and four almost fifteen last week. The, and, and what about the rest of the weeks? What? What about it, the it rest hasn't of the been weeks? good? But Corey, what I'm saying again here is I'm not saying I put active. You know, it's always okay for you to go out around the table every half hour and ask us what we think. I'm doing the same thing. That's, that, I don't, that I don't rail at you. I don't rail at you. Scott, most when, you know, I do, when you most ask. time I do it in the break, Scott. But that's you should. You no, know, you done it on the on the air know, several times. You know times. better than that statement right there, Scott. Start the backup run. That's like saying that you're gonna start. Give me not. Give me somebody, Greg. I'm I'm about to, I'm, about to, I'm about to lose it. Give me. Yeah, because like, he only thinks in like, black and white that, 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 and that, no that, shades of gray whatsoever. That, it's okay for you to go around the table, but not me. So get up, cry baby and leave like you threatened to let me tell you something that's like saying that's like ezekiel elliott busting an 80 yard run you feel what i'm saying down to the three yard line you feel what i mean alfred morris come in scored a touchdown next week scott go i think about starting alfred morris he scored a touchdown last week come on scott it's more than that he catches passes too okay i everything you're saying is correct but you cannot start him this week Corey. we're in agreement. These two guys should get married, right? They should get married and live heavily ever after because they're like two old ladies arguing. But can you start Devontae Booker? You'd have to be hurting. Can you start C.J. Anderson? You'd have to be hurting. We'll be back with more from the guys. Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Radio Network is your free fantasy source 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can catch this show and many others live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn Radio. Want to listen on your computer at work? Go to FNTSY.com slash radio or check us out on YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page where you can ask questions, discuss topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your questions on the air. The number is 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 days a year fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your fantasy source.
Welcome back to Fantasy Football Rewind. We were listening to a passionate debate from the guys on the Roto Experts in the morning discussing whether you have to have Devontae Booker, CJ Anderson in your lineup, and where do you go from there? And the king, Scott Engel, and Corey Parson seem to be at odds. They seem to be not loving each other, not gravitating towards each other. So let's get back to Roto Experts in the morning. And let's see what these guys have got going on. What they are doing, how they are doing it, what they want to do. The king, Scott Engel, Corey Parson. And of course, the fantasy executive is his name. Agreeance, but I'm saying, you know, it's a consideration. It's something I thought through and I wanted to talk to on the air. It's okay for you, so it's definitely okay for me to do that. No, no, no doubt it's okay yeah. for you to do that, but yeah. I had to scold you. I don't right? You don't have to scold me, okay? You don't have to scold I me. I to scold you, Scott. You, you scold me, that Yankee hat go flying off your head Scott, and have a black want, eye. I don't want to have to scold you, Scott. You feel what I'm saying? Because I, I already scolded I, you I, when I, it counts. I, they gave me directions from on high. They really? They came from up above. They was like, can you stop scolding Scott? And I was like, I don't know if I can come you, to work. You, if you I don't. Can do you that. don't. You don't need no directions because I can take it. I'm not like the other people you came up with. I remember when first Corey first worked with me, he was stunned. He was like, he's actually talking back. You know, I'm not like I'm not like these private schoolboys that you uh, you grew up with. I will bring it, Corey. But ultimately, you're allowed, Scott. I do it every day. Talking about your own team, I do it. Extreme, extreme amounts. Corey does it. We all, we all do. I have no issue whatsoever talking about your own team and your own lineup positions. But when we're talking about, you know, the, they really started talking about Andre Ellington versus Devontae Booker, and you took it to the next level saying, listen, I'm even considering starting Devontae Booker over C.J. Anderson. That's how confident I am. I, I'm, I'm in, uh, in Devontae Booker this week. You said that he catches passes. He only caught two more passes than C.J. Anderson this week. But two. the Eagles allow, you know, a lot of yardage to receiving backs. And... You know, the uh, the Broncos really need to change what they do. And when they watch this film, they're going to be like, well, who's our best catching back? You know, it would not shock me if this guy caught five passes for like 40, 50 yards and scored. And then I get what I need on a bye week because I have Melvin Gordon. Yeah, now. I mean, that would be that would be awesome. Yeah, um, and I'll definitely start him over Andre Ellington, unquestionably. Why is that? Because Drew Stanton is a quarterback. Brock Osweiler's a quarterback! You know what? That's a good point, though. That's a good point. Now, Greg got to scold you, too. That's a good point. Well, he's a teacher. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's got to control the classroom. Yes, you know true. what? That's a good point. I, You know, in my mind, I wasn't thinking, you know, I'm still thinking that Trevor Simeon's a sure. quarterback, which is not good. Right. But, but uh, you know, both of them. But I think that. They need to get the ball to Devontae Booker because they think of the most talented back and the matchup pass receiving. You can do anything really against San Francisco. Right. So, uh, you know, I think with all the wide receivers healthy, I think Ellington becomes less of a factor. Plus, you got Adrian Peterson there carrying the ball. It might be a heavy game script for him. So I'm, I'm leaning Booker over Ellington. And I think Booker would probably get more opportunities to carry the ball than Ellington would, too. Uh, I believe, I'm reading this correctly, Scotty, to be honest with you, nobody allows more points to running backs in general than San Francisco does. Right, but I'm saying they allow most points to everything, too. They, they, they do. Yeah. They're, they're, they're terrible. You don't have to do that. They allow the most points to the running backs, right. to the wide receivers. Right, and because Drew Stanton's a quarterback, to me, I think they, 
dump it off. I mean, check, check, one, two, baby, right? Yeah. So that's what it's the Forty ers though. You can you can complete passes to the wide receivers against the Forty ers if you're a backup quarterback. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe not. Um, but I, I'm going to take Andre Ellington when there's two people there. Him and Adrian Peterson, where I understand Ellington's role is defined, rather than Devontae Booker, where there is three people there and his role remains undefined. You might see a heavy Adrian Peterson game script this year. I think you will. Yeah. I think, I, I think Which you take will. Ellington a lot out of the mix. And if Peterson has a game like he did in his first game uh, as a Cardinal, they're not going to need Andre Ellington. I don't think Peterson's got that, those games in him anymore. He, he, well, he did it once, and he's playing the 49ers. This might be the last one he has in him. I don't, I don't, disagree, I don't disagree with that. I still like Andre Ellington a hell of a lot better than I like Devontae Booker here in Week 8. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about Emmanuel Sanders and his return and what we think of him going forward. It's the Road to Westerners. We continue on right after. There they are, Greg Sussman. Yeah, I agree with Sussmania. It's definitely Ellington this week over um, Devontae Booker. Undefined role, only two miles to feed in Arizona. Uh, you're going to look at this. Adrian Peterson, yeah, first of all, Arizona wants to get a win, right? They need a win. But if they could win and also give Drew Stanton uh, some time to work with the receivers, to throw the ball around a little, could be beneficial to the long haul uh, that they're trying to pull off in Arizona. So I think that there's enough for everybody to eat. Everybody was talking about how bad the San Francisco defense is in every aspect of football. And that's where we're going to go. Now, one of the things that you got to look at, injuries, injuries, injuries. A little later in the show, we'll bring on Dr. A., Dr. A, who's the injury expert, and he'll tell us where we got to go with the injuries. But right now, we're going to talk a little bit about Will Verizon Fuller. Verizon and Google have teamed up on the Pixel 2. Because he's it's an like... enigma. Will Fuller's an enigma. He only catches touchdowns. We know it can't last forever. Or can it? Here we go. What to do with Will Fuller. A billion touchdowns uh, on the season. What is it? Like seven in uh, 10 catches, seven in 12 catches, something like that. Uh, so, would you rather own Will Fuller or Devin Funches, Corey? Wow. This is a tough one right here. Give me the consistency that we think Funches is going to have. But I, Fuller is just, I got I, you know, to go Fuller. I, I can't believe it. Dude, got how many catches does he have on the season? Will Fuller on this very season, he currently has. 13 catches and 7 touchdowns. That's crazy. Over half of his catches have been touchdowns. That's crazy. But you got to go. It's working. Something's working. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to keep riding while it works. They've turned Will Fuller into what we thought Deshaun Jackson should be. Um, This offense is not going to stop because the defense is going to continue to let up. It's going to be a lot of shootouts. I'm going Will Fuller. Okay, I'm going Will Fuller as well. Uh, Will Fuller, Kelvin Benjamin. Will Fuller. Will Fuller. I'm not the biggest Benjamin I, I, guy. I like Benjamin, but he's going to be a wide receiver three, and Fuller's going to be a wide receiver two. Just, well, right now, Fuller's a wide receiver one. It's true. He's, like, he's on that cusp. He's on that cusp of low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two. No, Benjamin's a, just not there. No, he's a one, Scott. 
Like he's a full through and through wide receiver. Well, one. you know, I don't want to take up a lot of airtime, but you know, don't tell me what you, you don't. You don't tell me what 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 we gonna do. I'm telling you show. what I'm gonna do. Well, we ain't gonna take up a lot I'm of airtime. I take up as much airtime as I want. That's why they brought me here. Let me tell you. You something. take up a lot of air with that big mouth, but yes, yeah. but. Uh, you know what I'm saying is we could go through and it would be you know painstaking time wise because you know I would give you like well are you there are eleven wide receivers and you wouldn't take over him that's how it works that's yeah how it works is yeah that sure it's good? Corey he's performing right now he's performing he is. as a top a but you right know it's now, about projecting performing as it's a about top. projecting ahead too right now Scott he's it's not about just right now it's about right the future now, too he's performing as a fantasy wide receiver one right that, now you are getting on my nerves so I project that, an injury for you going forward right. we have to look forward that's the number that we can look at that's all we know is what's happening right now you feel no, what I'm but saying? you have to project forward Corey and when right I told now, you how to be a fantasy analyst I told you about projecting forward and right now he's a wide receiver Receiver one. Let me read you this analysis. Going oh. forward, he could be a wide receiver too. Me, it's like I taught you. Let me read you this this information on Will Fuller. You tell me if you agree with it, Corey. Don't necessarily look to sell high on him because you think he's at peak value. Fuller's going to continue to be a pretty frequent big play threat, and you should keep him if you can't get a significant upgrade or fill a big need. Who wrote that? But if he can bring back you, bring you back a more established, prominent piece, or help you fill a major hole with a very good player in return, then be willing to part with him. If he okay. bring, if he brings you back a top fifteen RB or wide receiver, you. Have who would you rather have, Will Fuller or Michael Crabtree? Uh, Will Michael Fuller. Cra- Michael- I'll take Michael Crabtree. I'll take Michael Crabtree. Will Fuller. I'll take Will Fuller. I feel like there's going to be more yardage from him. I'm just, I'm so confused right now. That's because you don't t- think too much in black and white, not shades of gray. You know what? Like we were having this argument about whether he's a wide receiver one or high end wide receiver two. You know, it doesn't matter. You know the guys. It the guys top. Matter, Scott. It, no, the guys top twelve or thirteen right now. It doesn't matter. You and I are pretty much on the same page. I'm very confused about what, why would you take Fuller over Crabtree. I I think there's much more yardage upside. Huh, that's interesting. You you know Michael Crabtree got six touchdowns. I do. I, I do. Will yeah. Fuller has how many? Seven. Seven. Will right. Fuller has exactly. thirteen receptions. He does. Michael Crabtree has thirty three. He does. I think it's only going up for Will Fuller. By the way, the person that wrote that was Scott Angle. Yes. Yeah. Nice job. <laughs> um, I can tell. Because <laughs> he couldn't read it. He had to have somebody dictate it to him. I read him. better than you, Scott. Will yeah, Fuller right. or Jordy Kiss Nelson? Kiss my journalism degree. Huh? Will Fuller or Jordy Nelson? Will Fuller. That, that situation in Green Bay, we don't know what that's going to be. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Rewind. Those guys can make it crazy, man. They can make it crazy. You listen to Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thank God you listen to like the the good pieces, right, that we pick out for you. I listen to that for three hours. I want to kill somebody. Uh, maybe Scott, maybe Corey, maybe Sussmania. I don't know. Those guys get emotional, man. They get emotional. They get passionate. We're going to come back. We'll talk injuries for week nine. Dr. A up next.
If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Rewind on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Sincata, and we are here absolutely getting it done. we got to check out the injuries and get our guy from rotoexperts.com, part of the Inside Exclusive Edge Package, which is going to guide you down the stretch for a championship, and now it's on a discount. Go over to rotoexperts.com and get it. Here is my man, the king. Greg Sussman and Fantasy Executive Corey Parson with Dr. A. Earlier today, Doc, about Emmanuel Sanders. We had, he was given the timetable of six weeks. He says he's going to make it back in three. Practice yesterday. It looks like he's going to play on Sunday. If we roll him out there, how confident should we be he stays out there? Yeah, so we've been we've been talking about him for a long time. Uh, you know, week six is when his injury got suffered. Um and, you know, right now we're entering into week 10. Optimum recovery time, according to our algorithm, is four weeks. So week 10 is optimum, but week nine is not bad because this is a guy that always has been elevated injury risk, you know, before the season started on our books. So I don't think he's going to get any, uh, you know, sort of better than this. He's still showing at high injury risk at 36%, but uh, as we get closer to game time, we suspect that that will drop and that will improve to elevated. However, he's not going to be anywhere near close to low injury risk. So, you know, a guy that, um, you know, has had multitude of injuries over the last two or three years and his body type and all of the stuff that we put into it, you know, grade two ankle sprain and coming back early for him in our mind is not going to be something that he's going to be at low injury risk for. He'll be at high uh, elevated to high injury risk if he does play in this game. Good morning, Doc. How you doing today, brother? Good morning, Corey. Wonderful. Hey, Doc, let me ask you a question. Uh, CJ Procise, would he be better suited for flag football? <laughs> Well, there, there's one fact that we have flag football. We have a lot of less, lot less injuries than NFL. So, uh, yes, I mean, I think a lot of these guys would probably be better off. But uh, precise with this grade two ankle injury, you know, again, grade two ankle injury running back. Uh, this is their biggest injury that affects them the most. Uh, four weeks uh, optimal recovery time. You know, um, and the, but the biggest problem that he had is that he did return early in week seven. Um, only to sprain his ankle again on the same side, the same injury. Um, and we warned everyone about CJ Procise before the season started to elevate it and below average. And getting injured and then re-injury really worsens the injury. So even though he had a setback, um, he's limited at practice Wednesday. However, we are saying that he is four weeks away from week seven, so week 11 to be um, you know, sort of exact. 
But, uh, you know, I, he's not going to get better than elevated injury risk. He's at 18 percent. He may get down to 17 or 16 percent, but he's going to be nowhere near the 10, 11 percent that you need to be low injury risk. So, you know, this is probably the best that he's going to be. And you're going to have to flip the coin uh, if you do start ProSize this week or next week. Morning, Doc. And, uh, Doc, uh, what about Jameis Winston right now? It's uh, He's been up and down. Some of that you can attribute to bad decision-making, but, you know, the shoulder certainly hasn't helped. Yeah, you know, the th- quarterbacks are sort of a different breed uh, in our algorithm. It's really, really... Uh, you know, when you have even the mildest of injuries to a throwing extremity for a quarterback, it really affects them. This type of injury, his injury risk is low. I mean, you know, it's such a mild injury, but even a mild injury can really affect the performance of a quarterback. So this is one of those unique things. We don't see this very often in our algorithm, but he has a low injury risk, but he has a below average HPF. And the main reason why is because that grade two, I mean, I'm sorry, grade one rotator cuff strain or shoulder injury really will impact the ability for a quarterback to throw. And you need the rest that you, you know, you need the rest basically to heal that. So he gets right back up. If he rests, this thing will go right back up to peak health, but he's not resting. And that's been the biggest issue. Take a rest. James, take a rest. rest. Yeah. Bring bring him down. Talking to Dr. Ray inside injuries here on the fantasy sports radio network. Roto experts on a Thursday, like we always do. And doc, I'm excited as a Devontae Parker owner to get him back. He's been out with his ankle injury for a while. Is there a high ankle sprain here we had to worry about, or it's just a long time to come back from a low ankle sprain. Yeah, it's a long time to come back from a low ankle sprain. He's had uh, a couple of these in his career. And, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it's good that, you know, he's been sort of, um, you know, resting. Uh, In week six is when he suffered the injury. So um, week 10 is his optimal return. However, um, you know, week nine, um, I don't know the difference really between week nine and week 10, according to his numbers. Um, He was always elevated injury risk in our book. Unfortunately, he's at 16% right now, uh, injury risk, which is elevated. Um, I, I think if he rests one more week, he may get to 15%, but he's not going to get anywhere lower than that. So, you know, week nine, week 10, I don't think it makes a difference too much. he still be at elevated injury risk, but he has improved this far because he used to be at 38 or 40% injury risk when he first got the injury, and now he's down to 16%. So, you know, I, you know, this is, again, another flip of the coin, but this is probably the best he's going to do um, at 16%. All right, Doc, let me ask you a question. For all the people that's going out there to waiver wire to pick up Danny Woodhead, do you feel as if he can make it through this week of practice? Uh, yeah, no, no. I, I, Danny Woodhead. <laughs> he said uh, no. To us, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, this is a grade three hamstring injury that he actually suffered. This is a tear of the hamstring for a wide receiver. Again, wide receivers and hamstring injuries, this is sort of like their Achilles heel. And, uh, you know, Danny Wood, is a, he, he's had – a multitude, you know, he's not in the, you know, uh, the Tyler Eifert category, but he's had a lot of, lots of injuries over the last three years. And, you know, he's still at high injury risk at 28%. Mm. Don't see him getting off of that anytime soon, even though, you know, his optimal recovery time is 13 weeks, according to us. So week 14 is when he's supposed to come back, not week 11. So all the signs, there's red flags everywhere. You know, I would, um, you know, I would avoid Danny Woodhead if Mm. possible. How much time is Chris Hogan really going to miss in your estimation? Um, 
you know, once I saw the number three for grade three shoulder injury on a wide receiver, it's a seven week, uh, you know, sort of a seven week optimal recovery time. Um, so, you know, you know, optimally he, you know, he would, we would love, he, he should be out till week 15. Um, but, uh, we'll see what happens. He's at 45% right now at high injury risk, obviously, you know, he was elevated and below average before this injury, but he's at high, he's at 45%. That means like literally you flip a coin and, you know, right now he could get re-injured easily. So I don't know over the last six weeks, he could probably, uh, you know, go down from 45 into the twenties, but seven weeks, he'll give him a shot to get back into the teens. Um, and that's where he'll probably stay for the rest of the season. So really, it's around week 15. Talking to Dr. Ray, Inside Injuries. Download the app and you'll get the most uh, up-to-date injury analysis, Scotty. Yeah, and also you can check them out. Uh, Inside Injuries is now part of the exclusive Edge in-season fantasy football package on rotoexperts.com. Drop to a all-time low price for your playoff push. There you go. Now, I know somebody that Corey, myself, Mr. Matt Modica, have been all excited about has been the return of Corey. Davis. It's been weeks and weeks and weeks of hype. This seems to be the week. What could we expect from the Titans wide receiver? So, yeah, he missed the last six weeks, obviously, with a hamstring strain, grade two hamstring injury. It's an optimal recovery time of five weeks, but it's week nine. Um, you know, he was elevated in he was elevated injury risk uh, before the season started. He's now improved to elevated. He used to be high. Now he's back down to elevated at 19 percent. However, you know, if he does come back this week, um, you know, he'll probably be staying at 19 percent. That's pretty high, guys. Um, you know, next week, he'll probably drop to 14 or 15 percent and he'll probably stay there. So I feel a lot more comfortable next week than this week. Um, the main reason why he re-aggravated a hamstring injury and he's a wide receiver. You know, he played in week one and he re-aggravated it. So, you know, the biggest thing is, is, you know, one more week, he should be good. But you know, the difference between 19% and 15, 16%, you know, it is a little bit significant, but, you know, I don't know how significant it's going to, you know, it's going to really result in because he's always been elevated injury risk before the season. We listed him at elevated. He's one of these wide receivers that we, you know, that, that has increased risk of injuries for the whole season. I'm just rolling with him. No, I'm still rolling him out there. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I have no other choice. I got to, I got to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So Can I give you guys some good news? Can I give you oh, guys yeah, some good sure. news? Yeah, yeah, yeah. good news. All right, God. Sterling Shepard. <laughs> um, you know, great to ankle. He is now in low injury risk at 9%, and he's moved into above average and very close to peak health. So, um, you know, he should be ready to go this week, uh, you know, in terms of um, – you know, being, you know, being at optimal, you know, optimal recovery time. So, all right, there you go. Uh, so there you go. I can give some good news, right? Every once, you know? yeah. Yeah. once in a while. Matt Modica is just waiting for you. It's like he, he's not here today because he knew, knew that you weren't going to give any good news on Stefan Diggs. <laughs> yeah, that was the problem. So, yeah. so, so he's not here. Dr. Ray, it's Inside Injuries. Thank you so much for, for hanging out with us this Thursday. Uh, and we'll, we'll hear from you on Sunday uh, for Line of Black Life. 
Absolutely, guys. Have a good week. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. Thanks, Doc. Uh, very, very much. Well, good news. We keep it Shepard. Solid news for Corey Davis. You know, not great, but you know, okay yeah. news there. Devontae Corey Parker's Davis. playing. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Danny Woodhead should make it through today. <laughs> <laughs> not this week. <laughs> not this week. Not this Wait week. a minute. You don't know if he's making it through the next hour. You're right. Yeah. Well, he's, I mean, there have to be a practice. He should be guy. home now. We have to just drive. You know? I didn't say it would happen in practice. He, he, like, yeah. in the car. He's yeah. just, man, I hope not, though. Yeah. Why you that hamstring getting in the car? There you have it. The guys from the Roto Experts absolutely getting it done. That's not a car. I kept Danny Woodhead on my roster for a while now. Dr. Ray, can't we get to, like, rub something on that or whatever? Let's rub something on that. That used to fix everything when I was a kid. Stay tuned for more from the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. This is Fantasy Football Rewind. We'll be back with more coming up next. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Rewind. Coming up, hour number two in the Fantasy Football Rewind. If you're listening on demand, you can get both hours, of course, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever you need to do. That's how we go about getting it done right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know, the Cleveland Browns situation still has me baffled. The owner's pissed off. Well, what is the owner going to do about it? They purposely screwed up a trade and brought embarrassment to your organization. Somebody's got to go. Somebody has to go. I mean, that organization is now the Cleveland Clowns, right? They should get a big uh, picture of what's his name? Clarabelle. Clarabelle on the side of their helmets. I don't even know if that's the right person. Google Clarabelle. I think he was a clown back in the day. And that's the problem with that organization. Thank God for the Cavaliers winning one, people. Your Indians are good, too, in Cleveland. But, damn, these Browns. There's nothing like this. There's nothing like this in sports. No no way. No. There is nothing else like this. You 
You're listening to Fantasy Football Rewind Monday through Friday. It used to be Monday through Thursday, 1 to 3 a.m. Eastern. Uh, preceding this, though, of course, is the Fantasy News Desk, brought to you by the New York Daily News. Uh, of course, tonight's show, we feature Jake Seeley's ranking, so make sure you go and uh, get a load of that on iTunes or Google Play. And also, if you're playing DFS, Thursday night's lineup luck show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com, uh, featured uh, wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends, so you can get that on Google Play. And get that on Stitcher and make sure you've got everything you need to be a fantasy successful, fantasy worthy, become a man, not a mouse. Stay tuned. Hour number two, right around the corner, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Fantasy Football Rewind with Tony Singer. <laughs> 